new sponsor is uh, Caldera Lab. Uh, that's these facial creams that you see right here on the front. Let me tell you about them. Uh, say goodbye to the generic face wash on your counter because Caldera Lab is here to save the day when it comes to your skin. Backed by a leading clinical trial where 9 out of 10 men experience healthier and visibly improved skin, Caldera Lab has the tools to unlock your best first impression and confidence. Use code SLOB at calderalab.com uh, for 20% off their best products. Once again, that's SLOB at calderalab.com for 20% off their products. Clean Slate uh, is where you start your day. It's a balancing cleanser that uses gentle plant-based cleansing. Plant-based cleansing. Uh, leaving all skin types exceptionally, exceptionally refreshed. The base layer is a nutrient-dense, fortifying moisturizer that hydrates your skin. But honestly, this has like an or organic smell. Like it, it just smells like it smells like what should be on your face. It smells healthy. Is what I'm trying to say. The good is your go-to at night, before bed, and clinically proven multifunctional serum that helps your skin look tighter and smoother, as well as to help reduce visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. I think, uh, you know, I'm going to stay 23 forever, so I got to look it. And Once again, get 20% off with our code SLOB at calderalab.com. That's 20% off at calderalab.com by using code SLOB. Unlock your youthful glow and be ready for summer with Caldera Lab. Thank you, Caldera Lab. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Slob on the Pod. Uh, I am joined with Matthew Argent Singer. R get Singer, but that's okay. I always do Dude, that. It's all good. Everybody. I does. was so confident. I really thought it was R. No, because I because you know like when you see something and you're like that like don't say it how it is like it probably has oh. something fancy to it. Dude, that's funny. So that I, nobody's ever said it like that. That's funny. I didn't know. Yeah, because I was like, yeah. it's not Argit. It's, yeah. It has to be Argit. No, like, it's Argit sounds more like a name. Yes. Sorry, no disrespect. No, it's just it's really white trash. It's okay. No, it's totally fine. Through and through, <laughs> it's all good. But no, so that's why I changed my Instagram though to I just changed it to Matt. Mm -hmm. Well, that's too hard to say because that's oh, yeah. what everybody says when they get up on uh, when as soon as I'm called to the stage, they just uh -huh. go Matt. Oh. Well, I can't do that. <laughs> Hold on, now you're gonna keep going. Oh, I know. I didn't know if I should say Matt or Matthew. No, I don't care. It's new, right? That's a new thing. What's I, that? Being called by my first name. Uh, yeah. And, I get, well, yeah. what does your girl call you? Baby, usually. Yeah, uh, we're, we're yeah. We do the one of those thing. people. Yeah, no, I never I have been. I am now. Oh, really? Yeah. What would what would you just call them by their name before? Yeah. Or my ex-wife. I mean, just, you, know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> you brought her up. I did it. Hold on. <laughs> All right, and we're back. Um, no, thanks, man, for coming out. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having um, me. If we'll do a little backstory on how we all met. Uh, I had met Matt at one of the open mics at Brewers. Was it Brewers, right? Was yeah. it the first one? Yeah, it was the first one. And um, you did. You had a great set that first night I saw you. And then uh, I always just thought you were like a funny person. And then you kept coming to more and more shows. And then the more I talked to you, like behind the scenes, uh, you were like a crazy person. I liked it. <laughs> Cool. Well, hey, <laughs> Thank you. But uh, and I've heard like little stories here and there. But uh, something I want to get to is I know you were you were in the military, correct? I was. Yeah. In, until last August. Damn. How, so how many years were you in? Thirteen years. In the army, right? Yeah. So army national guard. Okay. Yep. And uh, is that that's the once a month thing? Uh. So how it worked is I joined the I had joined the Oregon Army National Guard because I wanted to 
serve in the army mm-hmm. and get the benefits of being able to do that and the experiences but i also wanted to continue to work for the fire department so it's a great way to be able to do both i'm a huge fan of the guard if if used the right way being in the national guard is absolutely the best way to be in the military you mm-hmm. have the most control over your life and your own success and you really do i th- not even trying to come off or like a recruiter right at all i, I, I know you that. were a recruiter no too. i left that behind yeah um but <laughs> no i just, i really i really enjoyed it but it was a lot different for me because uh, for the first part of my career i did just do the one week in a month um two weekends out of the summer uh, lots of training though and it was always a very high tempo state oregon is a very very high tempo national guard state so we do a lot of extended trainings and everything else uh, early on in my career, I switched over to being an AGR. So I was active guard reserve, which means I was hundred percent active duty, just like you, except for, I was doing it for the guard. So instead okay, of yeah. you going to, to your base for duty, I just went to an armory, like mm-hmm. what's like right down the road over here. Right. Yeah, so yeah. like you just show up, I go to an armory, I do my job and, um, but, but at the same time, it's an awful way <laughs> to be in the military, right? It's it's extremely difficult because yeah. to whereas you had finance guy, you had a medical guy, you had a supply guy, you had all of these people. Right? You were all that in we, one. You're all that for a National Guard unit, you know. And and not only are you trying to wrangle the guy that enterprise that works at Enterprise Rent a Car five days a week <laughs> on the weekend, you know, you're also trying to trying to manage all these people um, and do these, all these different army jobs, but. National Guard's the way to go. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, sure, I so. fucking they got me again because <laughs> so when I got out the first time because I was active duty. Yeah. When I got out, uh, as I was getting out, they were doing like my processing paperwork and everything, and I had one of the things the stations I had to go to was uh, like the recruiters like office, and I was like, what the fuck? But like when you get out, like active duty, when you get out the military, they'll give you like this paper, and it's just like a checklist of everything you have to clear before yep. you get out the military. And it could be everything that you've never done before. Like, there'll be, like, the library. It's like, I've never even fucking gotten a book. <laughs> yeah, but you need to get a signature to make sure. Yeah. Uh, the daycare. Like, it was like, I, was, I don't even have fucking kids. They're like, yeah, but you need to go and get this signed. Like, you've got to clear base. And one of them was, like, the, this National Guard, like, um, slash reserve, like, recruiter. And so I went in, and they're like, oh, you know, these are just some options. Like, you know, you don't have to fully get out. You could, you know, try do one year of, like, National Guard, try it out. Yeah. And I was like, really? And I don't know why <laughs> I fucking listened to him. And, and they're oh, like, no. it's only once a month. Um, and I was infantry, though. So it was written. That's the only thing. That, it was hard to find, like, a um, uh, National Guard, like, infantry home base. Unit. Yeah. yeah. My, the Arizona. closest one for us, Absolutely. I had to go up to California. Yep. Up to, like, uh, like San Bernardino area. It was in the ghetto, by the way. Twice they tried uh, fucking robbing our stuff when we were out on the, in the field. Dude, I've heard that. I've absolutely, I've heard of that. Yeah, before. we were in the ghetto, yeah. dude. Like when we would, we would go on. So we would do like our PT test. Yeah, and we'd have to, and it was like from the armory through the neighborhood, and like, dude, like there'd be like, like gunshots on the walls. Like dude. it was a, it was a sketchy neighborhood. It was like, Sa- it was San Bernardino or like like redlands like around that area I lo- not the safest area i love how everything that you've done is just a little bit more hood than I, <laughs> how, how, how i did it like all of our all of our shit you're just a little bit more hood because mine we were in oregon still so we were just running around like homeless people like the entire oh, yeah, PT track around <laughs> our armory was just straight up homeless people and like meth heads like just yeah man <laughs> you guys run a little faster it's fucking doing something for me they're all running <laughs> behind you and shit running faster yeah than dude. <laughs> uh, yeah dude, so and uh oh and actually like uh, not to turn the thing dark but so one of the one of the soldiers i worked with 
he was like a brand new like private. He uh he, he got done. We got done training. He goes home. He drove home. He was only like thirty minutes away from the armory, and uh, he dropped one of his buddies off on the way. And at the apartment pl- complex, someone mistook him for someone else. They came up and shot him and killed him. Oh shit! Yeah, like yeah. we went to like one month. We're hanging out with them, and and this was and he was like with um my guys, so I would talk to him a little bit. He was like some little like nerdy kid, um. But yeah, and then the next one, they they we got we all got a mass text like that. You know, private so and so passed away, and it was just a random shootout like in that neighborhood. Like, I'm telling you, like I don't know how they. It, it was weird too because I remember when I was when I first went out to that armory. I'm driving and I'm like. Oh, this neighborhood seems kind of sketchy, like, and Dude, I was like, of course it was. That's- and then, and then, sure, I'm like, there's no way it's anywhere. And sure enough, it says like you're one minute away. Yeah. I'm like, there's no office buildings, nothing. And then you nothing. just turn the street. There's a house, and then there's our armory, and then there's like four Ooh. other houses, <laughs> and we're just like fenced in with like barbed wire and shit. It was it was pretty bad, but so yeah. going back to it, so yeah, so I I did a year of that, and they fucking got me, dude. They didn't tell me that I could, so I had claimed benefits right when I got the yep. army. They were like. Well, since you, you know, get paid once a month uh, for your service in the military because of your body, whatever, like you're hurt. Right. They were like, you can't double dip, so you don't get paid for doing National Guard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they didn't explain that to me. Right. So I did everything for free, technically. So, so, so just to explain. Uh, Not that, really. That's hilarious, dude. That's that's a funny-ass story. You just brought that up. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so when that happens you get a va you, in the national guard it's actually really cool if you're active duty right if you do it the right way because you can get super jacked up and then just have a couple of years left and be like i'm gonna go ride it out in the guard for a little bit right yeah. like and and still keep your va benefits the way it works is that if your va benefits out, out outweigh your base pay then that's what you get paid for the guard because okay. it doesn't make sense. They can't pay you both, right? It's just a rule. I mean, so I it think doesn't it makes make sense. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly, right? Pay, but no, man. We're like, ser- Jordan, stop. We're serving our country. We're not playing football. Oh, you're right. right like, right, you right. know what I mean? Like, there's no way I we, should do this for free. <laughs> we we should have done it just out of the goodness of our hearts. I mean, goodness gracious, some of those people but are out there playing of our baseball. Hearts don't pay bills, all right? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> no, um, dude. So, I. Basic training w- was awesome. I, I, I'm, I, I've had a lot of other experiences in the Army. It's funny that I brought that up. Usually I hate it when people do that. But this is the story is important. So I had, <laughs> I had one drill sergeant that was like, she waited down at the bottom. Because I went to Fort Jackson because mm-hmm. I was a 25 uniform. I was a signal guy. And oh, nice. She I was wait- going to ask you what your MLS yeah. was. Yeah. So she waited at the bottom of the steps for me every morning. And she would see me and she'd go, I hate you, Argent Singer. I'd say thank you, Joe Sorry. And I move on about my day. And she told me she hated me every day. Was, I loved her. It was the most <laughs> motivating thing of my life. And um what I got to talking to him one day and they were asking me where I was from or whatever else. And I told them that I was from Oregon. I'd gone to college. I had all these things. And they said, Well, your recruiter screwed you then. You should have con- you should have come in at a higher rank. And I said, Really? And they said, Yeah. And they said, Well, write home and if you get us your transcripts, we'll hook you up. And th- no problem. Got it, right? So I got my transcripts and sure enough they did. My first drill with the Army, or my second, correction, my second drill with the Army National Guard, I show up to drill, everything's fine, I'm still PFC Argetsinger, because during basic training, they had taken me from a PF, a PV1 to a PFC because of my college credits, right? Oh, okay, okay. And I, because I didn't have a full degree yet, I was just working on it. Anyways, I had the same thing, yeah. Long story short, it's a really cool way to get promoted, drill sergeant walks by, he just yelled to the formation, he's like, Private Argetsinger, you're private first class now, and I'm like, thanks, drill sergeant. Gone about my day, all the way through basic training. 
11 months of Ford Gordon of AIT. Two drills later, the Oregon Army National Guard <laughs> calls me up and they're just like, hey man, you're gonna get promoted today to a PV2. The orders got processed, didn't get processed through pay. Or they, sorry, uh. so they got processed through pay and they never got processed to the army. And the way that the person at Gordon, cause I guess it was just like a back door favor <laughs> or something, right? Cause he made an order taking me from PV one all the way to PFC and never cut a PV two order. Oh, and then, so Oregon thought it was a straight, like, oh, they, they're like, no, this thing can't count or whatever else. <laughs> so they took all that PFC money that I made. And they took it all away. You had to pay it back? I, they, so the next two years, I was in the guard. Every drill, I drilled for free because I, I just had to pay the whole thing back. Bro, that, I'm telling yeah. you. Like, that's the thing is, like, as much as I, I, you know, like, I've always said this, right? I loved being in the military. I yeah. loved being in the Army. I love it. I enjoyed it. I, had ama I met amazing friends, made amazing memories, went to amazing places that I probably would never go unless it wasn't for them. Absolutely. But I would never do it again. That's what I tell people all the time. Like, all that, and I, but I would never, do, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back. I would have joined the Air Force. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, dude. I would, I, I would have got myself an office. If I, I would if, if I would have went in as the Air Force, then I probably would have, <laughs> I probably would have retired. Yep. Yeah. Cause, dude, I had buddies. Dude, I had buddies that were in the, in the in the Air Force, and they were like, "Oh, next week we're gonna go like." We're gonna go fucking to Top Golf, and I was like, "Well, I gotta go to the field." They're like, "What's the field?" <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, you don't go to the Dude. field." They're like, "No." I was like, "Never." They're like, "No." They're like, "Only people that go to the field are like if that MOS like asked for it, like MPs or yeah. uh, whatever the fuck that like J JTAC or whatever." Yeah, JSOC. So JSOC. So, yeah. So that's who my dad was a part of. Actually. Oh, nice. And, Dope. And, and so my mom also. So both my mom and my dad were in the Air Force. So my mom. And my mom was in ground launch cruise missiles, and my dad was in JSOC. So JSOC both, both of for... them are Joint Operation Command Team. Joint Operation Command Team, right? JSOC. Joint Special Operation Command. Yeah, whichever one. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. So they went to the field, right? So they know, like, yeah. there are badasses in the Air Force, all right? Yeah, yeah, like, of we'll give it to them. Of course, there are badasses. And and the other cool thing about being in the Air Force, though, that my dad always talked about, right, is. Because he got to go to airborne school, which is cool, right? Yeah. Because he was an Air Force guy in an Army school, and that's always cool when you see those guys there. Yeah. But he was in the Air Force, man. All he had to do was show up to the flight line, and they'd be like, hey, you want to jump? You want to jump out of an airplane? And they're like, yeah, go ahead. He had his Were you airborne in the Army? Like, that shit's awful. Like, yeah. anything to do. <laughs> I wasn't even airborne in any flight operation. Literally took me two days extra to get out of Afghanistan. Like, they couldn't even get taking me home right. They were like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Thank you for your service, but your fucking flight's delayed. And I'm like, it's yours. <laughs> we're in charge of this flight. Like, this isn't the Delta one that's going to take me the rest of the way home. Because that's what happens. Yeah, like, <laughs> you say when we leave and, like, yeah. No, dude, when, yeah. I, was in, uh, when I was in Korea... Some one someone on Facebook within like our company posted mm. when no. they were going home. Oh no! What flight? So uh. and I didn't know this was real. Like you know, he's here. Like oh, I can't tell you these things because you know the top secret, whatever. Or like you know, like I can't tell. Like I was like ah, okay, like I get it. Some stuff, eh. but like so they he posted it on Facebook, like on a comment, like he replied yeah. back to someone publicly, and it was like stated the time we were leaving, what flight, all this shit, where we're coming from, where we were going. And because of that, we got pushed back a whole month. Dude, they no had to way. just scramble everything. They had to cancel those plans. They had to scramble everything. So because that one kid 
we, we were supposed to be in Korea for like I think seven or eight months. We ended up staying for like like ten. and i would so that so yeah that is that that part is true but that's funny no man but yeah going back to it like the whole like definitely if i would have if i would have joined the air force the first time i would have definitely retired yeah i would have stayed in um like i said my buddies they just they had it so nice and every time their pt was like going to play volleyball going to play like and this isn't even trying to make fun of them this is real yeah like we see memes and we see like people make you know like funny clips about like Air Force being, you know, or Navy being gay, like all that shit. But like Air Force, for real, like the stuff they make jokes about is sometimes like it no, what really like, happens. They're all true. Yeah. Yeah. None, none of the other branch jokes are true, but all of our jokes about the Air Force are true. Are like, you even, joking? like even when I was in, when I was in Colorado, this one chick I was talking to left to go do the the Air Force, and I was there long enough to where she left and then came. She was in the National Guard, so she came back. And I asked her, I was like, like, what's basic? Like, like, do they like teach you how to tie your shoes? She's like. Yes. She's like, we had like, Huge we had up. one day, we had like a class where like they show you how to properly lace your boots, how to properly clean them. I was like, really? They're like, they didn't teach you that. I was like, no, it was just kind of like thrown at you. Like you better learn how to like, yeah. and then within everyone, like you'd have someone that went to like JROTC. Yeah, like that's exactly. how, that's how I learned when I was in, when I was in basic training, um, I, I didn't have any family that was prior military. Mm-hmm. So I had no one to ask any questions. When I joined, I didn't know anything about rank. I didn't know anything about nothing. nothing. I didn't know, uh, commission non-commissioned officer none of that yeah so when i went in and like a lot of i made friends with a lot of the people that were like oh i went to jrotc like i learned some of this stuff like some of them knew land nav some of them knew how to tie like fucking loops and shit like yeah. you know proper like knots so like i i went in super just like whatever happens happens yeah. and uh so everything was like new to me it was it was very weird for me too because i had I hadn't really jumped to the next part of the careers yet because by the by the time I had joined, I had already been volunteering with the sheriff's office and with the fire department for a long time. But I was really young, and I didn't really know where that was going to lead. So I wasn't super like rank specific. When I was in the army, I was I respected rank, and you know? I was very 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 rank specific and very proper to the military code because I really liked it. Right, I liked that structure. But before that, I didn't really have much. You know, it was a very you know, I mean, you're you're a volunteer with a bunch of other volunteers in, in a small town trying to help people is all you're doing. And that is very much a mentality that some people in the guard have, right? They just show up to drill and they're like, oh, man, some guys that have been in drill forever, you know, and they're just waiting for like that 20 year letter. They're like, I remember when we used to bring the coolers and the Humvees <laughs> and have the barbecues. And you're like, well, we're not going to do that today, Jake. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, go to work. Dude, and that's that's the thing yeah. that is like the old people in the military is what oh, they get yeah. stuck on. Was so like, oh, uh, I was gonna ask you, how old are you when you joined? I was twenty. Twenty. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, and what year did you join? Two thousand and ten. Two thousand ten. Okay, so I joined two thousand thirteen. Okay, so yeah. yeah, so you kind of probably went through the same thing where like you had um those like badass like E fives E sixes yeah that were like oh I was one. Oh, okay, yeah. I, mean. I guess, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying, like, when you first joined. Yes. Because, like, when you first joined, you get the whole, like, oh, these kids can't do, like, what we did <laughs> yeah. back in the day. Like, and I always think about that, too. Like, when old like when old vets are, like, just people that have been in the military for a long time and you just joined, they're like, oh, like, when we first went to Iraq, like, they were yeah. treating us this way. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry I was born, like, 
later in life. Like, I can't help that. You know, I'm sorry that I was like nine years old when this, you know, this war happened and I couldn't get there sooner. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just happen to be around the perfect age, the perfect time when we we had a war and you went through that. And I thank you for your service, but like, that doesn't give you the right to tell me like, Oh, like, and I probably sound like a fuck. You, you, like, I probably sound like a like if old people are listening, like, fuck that kid. Yeah. But like, no, I'm serious. Like, I can't help it. Like, yeah. I joined, and now like, nothing's going on. Like, let's start. A, I guess like, you want me to go start a war so I can <laughs> yeah. do something? You know? Because I dude, I was in seven years. I didn't get deployed once. That sucks. That's too yeah. bad. And and that can really that can do a lot to you, right? Oh it really yeah, can. And it's and the other thing about it that you really hit on too is something that I. I work with veterans now as they try to transition out and I, I want to make sure that I try to help a lot of vets with my standups and stuff. So like, there's really no funny way to say this, but like, fuck everybody that tells you some shit that they did. Cause they probably lying. Like, you know what I mean? And so it's even when you're in and it's very hard to not almost get brainwashed by those guys. Right. I saw it happen. You know, a lot of those, uh, a lot of people, you know, just say hey, it was this bad or it was this bad. So people, think because it wasn't that bad that they don't deserve to feel bad when they get home if you go over there even if you go to korea you leave your family you go and do your service and you're transitioning out and you get home and it feels weird it's because you earned it because it's weird right it's just a weird thing overall like how many dudes did you live with when you were in basic training if you do the math jordan if you do the math of the amount of time i was in service the amount of time i had to go to trainings i was deployed so on and so forth i have spent five years living with upwards of 50 other dudes yeah. that's called sacrifice for this country okay <laughs> even the worst people that date men that are super bad at are maybe going to go through like seven on average okay <laughs> like i sacrifice so much man that's a lot of time and a lot of naked dudes and i'm tired and i was really tired of it and th- and 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 that can cut to the next thing of you know, we could move on because I hope it doesn't get too boring for anybody watching Uh, because, you know, I know that the military stuff can, but like, you know, if you ever want to ask me again, well, why'd you get out of 13 years? (laughs) If anybody wants to ask me that, you go do five and then come back and talk to me and you you see that many dicks, man. Like, Uh, you get tired of that many dicks. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it, 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 that really hit whenever mm. we went to Korea because when we went to Korea, that was uh, the first time that everyone that, because like back in in Texas, like back in the states, you know, some of us were married, some of us had kids, some, so like not everyone lived in the barracks. Yeah. So when we went to Korea for like nine months, yeah, that was the first time that all the guys stayed <laughs> yeah. in the same area. Like I'm talking from private to like yep like starting first class we all stayed in the same barracks so awkward so it was you ever weird. lived with your boss <laughs> yeah exactly Dude. not only that but like see him stumbling down the hallway drunk oh one night God, going dude. into people's rooms like just to like watch them play video games yeah, like dude. what the fuck is, it was so weird like, but but at the same time like you are just having a bad night again with your money <laughs> you really got to know people like when i first like when i first got to texas i was like man these people are kind of crazy like they've probably been through some shit and then like i we, we went to korea and like we all spent all like every fucking day together and to the point where i was like oh man like sorry so and so like he's got problems yeah. dude there was this one guy in korea i swear to god so at the end of our hallway we lived like in, do- in like a dorm style hallway so like it was just a hallway with a bunch of rooms. At the end, like in the this, by the stairwell, was this one closet where all like just extra chairs, extra like furniture that you could restock your rooms with were. Yeah. And they would have like extra bunks, dude. I had this one guy. Um, 
I don't want nah, to say anyways, his name. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, say his name. Frank, man. Okay. Yeah, call yeah Frank. specialist Frank. Dude, <laughs> this guy, or Corporal, he's Corporal. He was so hilarious. Even Dude, worse. Every night he got drunk, he would piss his bed. So in the mornings, <laughs> in the mornings, I'd wake up early to go, like, to either go to the gym or, like, go down to, like, the, the DFAC, like, cafeteria or whatever. And uh, I'd see him pushing his bed down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd just be like, bro, uh, uh, again? And he was like, yeah, he's like, dude, I just can't help it. I don't know, man. Stop <laughs> drinking, bro. Dude, he, he just stopped drinking. Dude, and he was, dude, every time. And, like, he uh, would even tell me, I was like, bro, like, what about, like, back home? Like, do you piss your bed, like, with your girl? He's like, yeah. He's like, I peed the bed with her in bed. I'm like, what? He was just, he was a mess, dude. But, but what I'm getting at, though, is at, at that after those nine months, we had classes towards the end before we were heading back where they had to explain to us, like, hey, like, once you go back, like, it's yeah. not you were gone for nine months. Everyone's life continued. Your kids grew up. You know, rules are different now. Like, you can't just go in there acting like everything's going to be the same. You're not going to go home and, you know, or back to Texas and, like, your friends are still going to be the same way. Like, everyone's yeah. going to be different. People are going to be gone, whatever. And at the time, I was like, why the fuck are we having this boring ass class? But then once why you got back, you realize, like, Oh, let's party. But everyone that you once party with in the barracks in Korea now have to go to their families and they have to go back to their kids and they have to go back to their girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, oh, shit. And then you get back to like that isolation where it's like now it's and then but it was cool that meantime, because then you made friends to where now I'm friends with the, the my friends in the, in the barracks. Yeah. The losers that don't have the family and friends. I'm all I'm all knotted up in here. I don't know oh, what good? I got going on. I'm, you keep I got, twisting and Yeah, turning. man. I'm just all twisted up. I don't know why. There we it's go. It's the cowboy boots. Yeah. No, it's not. They're, those have been on my feet. Are those boot cut? <laughs> my, my pants? Yeah. They're pants, man. I don't know. Oh. You know what I mean. <laughs> good, Because sometimes I, I have a pair of cowboy boots that I like to wear, but my pants are like not like flared out enough. Oh, okay. So you see yeah, yeah. The, the leg part, and I don't like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just ran the question. You're saying. No, yeah. I got them from uh, Old Navy. Old they, Navy has decent pants, actually. Oh, they I thought you meant your like cowboy crap. boots from Old Navy. <laughs> no, my cowboy boots are from Mexico. But Those shits are worn out, too. Like, you, wore, you wear them, huh? Yeah, I wear them every day. You kick shit in them, bro. Yeah. I've always wanted to work on a farm. It's very fun. It's so fun. Yeah. Like, because I, I used to watch, I, you ever watch The Ranch? On Netflix, I you know I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Right. I, I get for yeah, someone yeah. that really does it, it's probably yeah, like corny, but I like Ashton right. Kutcher and stuff. Do you like him? I love him. Really, I like him. He seems like a fun guy. Seems like a fun. He seems like a hippie. I think he. I know. I think he's hippie in real life. But the only thing that really, the only thing that's ever bothered me about it is like, my brother has never been wrong about a person. He's like. I don't like him, and I'm like, oh no, Ashton Kutcher. I, yeah, he's like, I, I like, I want to <laughs> like him, and every time I try to watch the show, I could just hear him like randomly saying at one point, he was like, I don't like him, and I'm like, well, you better watch out, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whatever, Dude, don't, married, don't don't punk me or something. He's or whatever married you to do. Mila Kunis or oh, Mila that's Kunis. Cool. That's good. He's got to be doing something right. They, they, I hope they have fun. I hope that they screw around with each other like they used to on that show, right? On that and, like, they show, actually have yeah. Fun. yeah. I heard they don't shower often. That's cool. Like I heard that's like a thing like with celebrities like they're like uh Brad Pitt's one of those two. Uh Could you imagine that your life is so good that you have to make up problems? Like I'm not hating on them and I I'm telling you, I'll, I'll work every day for the rest of my life trying to get there. I want to be <laughs> as famous as them and have so many problems that I'm like America I'm not going to shower, and all of you are going to wonder why. Like, homeless people <laughs> don't shower every day, dude. And, we, like, and everyone's okay with it. They, we don't, we're not helping them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, no, I, I, hate on, I hate on rich people that say they have problems. 
And I know everyone has problems, and I'm sorry. But, like, you have money. Money solves all the problems. I honestly do. Like, every time people say money doesn't make you happy, okay, maybe it doesn't make you 100% happy, but it definitely makes you a lot happier than when you're broke. Right? if, if If I may, I think the... The best way I found to the, the, you can say that to way people go, okay, all right, all right, that kind of makes sense. Is you go, like everybody says, money doesn't make you happy, but I'm damn sure gonna find out myself. <laughs> like, exactly. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'll, you guys can keep saying that all you want, but I, I'll let you know <laughs> when I have it. Like, I'm gonna call yeah. you back and be like, you know, that those 99 problems that I had that, mon- that money could fix, they fixed them all. Like, yeah, all now of, I only you have know? one problem. One problem. <laughs> yep. yep, and that's me. And that's that I'm, I'm the an only asshole. problem. Like, yeah, which like, <laughs> has really only ever been the problem. It's usually me. <laughs> uh, hey, thank you for having me out, man. This is oh, fun. Yeah, I needed for this. Sure, this man. is this. I just realized I was <laughs> I was having legitimate fun and I wasn't faking it. And then I got a little fear. Like there's a little there's a little shit. I got a little in my body. I was like, oh no, am I allowed to have fun? Oh. That, that's still <laughs> very new. It is. What's up, man? What's going on with your mental? What's that's going crazy. on? You've been going through Dude, some shit. Yeah, man. It's been a long, long couple years. And and getting out. I didn't plan to get out. You know, I didn't. I got out because life changed a lot, and and I'm so glad I did. Right, like I getting out and just having that freedom that you were talking about, that first freedom, right? And bro, for the first time in 18 years of my life, I belong to no uniform service. Yeah, and I'm divorced. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I and. And and I love my daughter. I do. I love her so much. She's just she's just hella white. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, dude, that's a good point you brought up. Is is something we were talking about earlier before we started recording was that moment when like you just realized like you were out the military, like you had no ties to anybody, like you were just like like I was telling him um, when I got out the military, uh, I remember like the the next day I woke up and I realized like oh I don't have to go to like to dress up. Yeah. And then I was I sat up in bed and I was like. I could do whatever. I could go sell drugs. I could go work at McDonald's. I could do drugs. I could start a business. I could, like, kill some. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't kill somebody. I guess you can't do it either way. But I'm saying, like, there's a lot of things I just felt like I could do whatever I want right now. I could move wherever I want. I don't oh, have to be here. I don't yeah. have to tell no one where I'm going. Like, it was, and I, and I specifically remember that day where I was just like, this is freedom. Yeah. Like the shit that they served us up before, that was not. Yeah, yeah, that, dude, was, that, that was that was full freedom. That was a lot. That was full freedom. <laughs> yeah. Fake. But yeah, no. So, but that's a good point though. Is yeah. that moment when you realize like I have no ties to anybody. Like I could just yeah. do whatever I want. Yeah, and and that's also massively terrifying when you when you've belonged so well, right? When well, you yeah. when you like. If it really worked for you, and I, I loved it, you know, there was so much of it that I loved, but, and, and so when you don't have it, a lot of, you know, but, but it's, it's crazy how much it doesn't seem, it didn't seem like any, it was a big deal at all. Like none of that shit, shit that we did at all when we were in seemed like a big deal. But if you really talk to people around us, like, and you're like, I oh, am yeah, man, like roll, like sleep in the field, like go dig your hole and go sleep in it. Right. Yeah. Or how how many miles have you really rocked? You know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. why? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Like, why? I get. I don't remember where I was, you know, with that other point. I just got distracted <laughs> by the massive amount of back pain that I have because somebody was like, gotta make sure you can walk. I fought the whole war in a truck. 
just so everybody knows. <laughs> and, it, and you know what? If it wouldn't have been my truck, I would have stole one. I'm telling you that much right now. Yeah. I would not have been walking. I don't know, man. I, and the, the fucking part is, I probably I probably rucked more not being deployed. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. Like. Not, uh, do you have any crazy deployment stories? Uh, yeah. You I ever mean, kill anybody? Uh, no. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I never did. Yeah, lame. I know. <laughs> what a failure, man. It's like, fuck. Uh, craziest nah, deployment dude. story, man. I was just like... I, I, I'm, I'm somebody that really likes to have a lot of alone time. Right. I think it's really, really important that you, you spend time alone. And I was one night. Right. And I had, I had this like bathroom on myself and I locked the stall and I hung the towel up to like cover the crack, you know, I had some lotion and stuff. And I was uh, like, okay. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm about to spend some alone time together. And then like, and then you just start hearing like ruckus and the alarm starts going off and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so you go, you know, and I ran back and like right next door was my room. So I ran back like right next door and I went and I put my body armor on, but like, and then that was it. And then I went back to the bathroom and I finished. Nice. And <laughs> it was like, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to go out like that. You know what I mean? Like, like if that's the end, <laughs> yeah, that I'm, suck. I'm, I'm not going to die that angry. You know what I mean? Like there's no reason to go into the fight angry. So yeah, I guess that's the craziest one. <laughs> Were they attacking or anything, or was it just like a false no, alarm? That was, was just a false, a false alarm. I think that was a helicopter crash. Actually, we had that was a really unfortunate thing that happened a lot with the alarms over there and stuff. Is there were a lot of helicopter crashes from because we were right next to the green zones. So there were a lot of like power lines and stuff like that. I guess they caused a lot of problems over oh, there. Okay. Yeah. And where where all did you get deployed? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, so I went to Kabul, Afghanistan. So I was in uh, and which is the capital it's just basically right there in the city mm -hmm. and then um me and the whole oregon army national guard infantry unit out of 2162 infantry went over there did a guardian angel mission uh which basically means that we were assigned to protect uh high-valued people or key leaders or something like that why they while we worked to help get Afghanistan going in itself there were a lot of people from 2162 infantry that helped Afghanistan hold its very first democratic election right like they yeah, sure. they did like we were there when they did their very first election like obviously that means nothing and we're all aware of that you know what I mean like none of us are living the pipe dream that like ah, yeah but it was really cool to see and there was a lot of hope when we were there and um there was actually even parts of the city where women were like going to school and everything else and things were really getting back to normal it was just uh it's just it's just a really dangerous place man and it's very polluted you know it's very it's, it's an unfortunate thing and you guys were uh like just pulling security for everything or what uh so we we ran we ran uh over 110 missions basically taking different people to different locations around kabul so like uh, at one point, I got to go to the green zone, right? Because we had to go pick up some civilian contractors that worked over there. And she got in. And I just remember, like, she was, like, she got, okay, so an MRAP, right? So if anybody wants to look it up, look up an MRAP. That's what it was. And so it's me and my, my staff sergeant, Evan Garner, and then our gunner. And then we go into the green zone and we go pick up these two civilians. And this lady gets in, and she is straight up hood. I mean, scared like she is a gangster. She doesn't give a shit. I haven't seen somebody 
openly just like talk shit to anybody in a really long time right and so she her dreads were huge and she just got in the truck and she was just like don't you do anything stupid you dumb ass or something i don't even know <laughs> just like everything she said was hurtful and it was just the greatest day to spend time with her because I never knew what she did, right? I don't know what her position was. And I just drove her to this meeting. And then it was this big ass building. We got to get out and got to see this huge wall that cuts all the way through Afghanistan. It's a really, really historical place. And it was really cool that we got to go see it. And then they, we just kind of watched the situation in case something happened. And then she got back and then I dropped her back off. And I love to pretend that I saved the world that day. Like I do, I love to pretend like she went in there and she was like, all right, man, like this is gonna change, right? And they're like, yeah, like she solved all the problems. Uh, and <laughs> you know what I mean? And I didn't know shit. I just took her there and made sure she was safe, man. So that's that's what I like to say I did is I, I met a lot of really cool people that did great things while I made sure that they were okay doing them. Yeah. So, do you have yeah. uh, do you have a lot of buddies that you still talk to now? Dude, it's so cool. Jordan, I am one of the luckiest people when it comes to that. I have a group chat with my two squad leaders at the time and the two team leaders at the time. And we have talked to each other at least once a week, every week since we have come home. And I will tell you that it's why we're here. It's it's 100% as a group of men that we are here today that we stuck together like we did um so evan evan garner is uh, still currently in he's a first sergeant right now uh he did four deployments and then kel did five to include desert storm oh shit so all combat all all iraq and afghanistan oh so the older guys huh older guys yeah so they were they were my they were my they were my squad leaders when we were in and and they both uh you know we it was funny actually because garner got a hodgepodge group of people you know what i mean that he just had to throw together as a squad um we all had different jobs and we were all kind of uh well i actually volunteered to go uh i actually volunteered to go to afghanistan not only uh i I actually had to fight to go to i had to try (laughs) i did i put in effort dude i did i uh, i remember like they just it was it was like out of a bad movie or something, man. They just called us out back to the back of the armory for a formation, and then some guy just stood up on the hood of a truck and called roll call like he was calling who's gonna starting lineup for the football game. Like there's no like you know thanks man. There's just like <laughs> you're going. Good luck, boy. <laughs> like oh that's fun. Um, but yeah, I didn't hear my name called, and I just sat there and I looked at all these people and I said, well no, I'm not gonna do that. And then. I went to you know my leadership and stuff and said well, why why am i not going what did i do wrong you know mm-hmm. and they said well nothing you just had a baby and i said well that's that's bad timing that's gonna have to deal with <laughs> later on in life and so i went <laughs> damn that's cool so the only reason why it was just because they were trying to look out for you and your yeah they're just trying to look out see for you're me. the reason why they fuck it up for everyone else yeah everyone else that wants to go hang out with their kid they're like yeah. no you're coming exactly and you're dude. like Dude. Well, you're not going to take me. You just had a kid. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Fuck that kid. I want to yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> oh, man. Nothing like coming on your buddy's fucking podcast and getting another thing to live with on Memorial Day weekend, you know? Oh, yeah. Happy like, Memorial Day weekend, everybody. That's just going to jack me up a little bit more. <laughs> Be like, oh, yeah, there was somebody. I went in their place, man. Like, they didn't I know, have I just, the joke. Yeah. like... <laughs> that's what it was no i was saying that out loud to myself i'm like wait did i do that no, no like <laughs> why'd you join the military uh because college sucked man i just i was so lost and i loved 
Um, I loved the real. I loved. I loved the real adrenaline. I loved actually getting to help people. I loved seeing somebody for the first time, like when like lost and like down there and, and I'm the only one and I get to go down there and like save him and like put hands on that person and like actually affect somebody's life. Right. Yeah. And, and college was not the place to do that. And in order to complete the program I was in at the time, like I, I would have had to have completed all these other courses. I would have been in school for two years before I could have ever done my paramedic. Right. And then I, and then after that, I could have gone to the fire department. And then after that, I could have gone to these teams. And then after that, I could have done this. And, and basically, I just – I was seeing all those things. I'm like, screw that. Like, I don't want any of this, right? I, I just didn't want to do any of that. And wandering through a mall one day, a National Guard recruiting sign was a beautiful red, white, and blue, luminous lint. And uh, Good old Chicken Fry from the Zac Brown band was playing in my ears and my headphones, and he said, "From the stars and stripes, we're gonna sacrifice." And I said, "Sign me up, Coach. Put me in." <laughs> and then three days later, my dumbass was in the army. It was a tragedy. Is really what happened. It's I mean, scary how fast it happened. Yeah, too. dude. It was just like I was literally just a dumb kid listening <laughs> in a mall, listening to a country song, and I opened up the door, and she just did this, and she was like come here and she's like would you like some lunch and she's like are you smart and i'm like not really she's like nobody cares there's two wars going on right now <laughs> come on in bud that's that waiver and all and in the mall of all places that's yeah. like the best place to get them mm -hmm. the one i was in you like you gotta go find them like oh, the mall is perfect everyone yeah, goes to the fucking mall yeah exactly. kids go to the mall dude yeah uh, and and then we later on you know what i mean we competed against each other as recruiters like she was still in recruiting when i got in recruiting Damn. as a staff sergeant she was a master sergeant by then oh, so sure. i was competing against her whole team and it was really funny um i don't it, looking back on it now right there are certain parts of your life where you're just like oh my god i just got through that like i didn't take anything away from it and and i could have I could have even affected things around me and I never would have known just because I didn't take anything away from it. Cause I was just getting through it. And I think that's where she was at the time when she enlisted me. Mm -hmm. Cause there were a lot of times I would like run into her and be like, Hey, just blank stare. Like she didn't remember who I was at oh, all. Shit. Yeah. And, um, which makes sense though, you know, outside looking in everything from today, from sitting here makes perfect sense. Like, absolutely perfect sense. Like, every terrible, hard, fun, great, whatever thing all makes perfect sense this Memorial Day weekend. Last Memorial Day weekend, I, I was just I was just another one of us. They, they was very, very close. You know what I mean? To just to just saying I, I've done enough and I want to leave. And that's what that's how I've always looked at it. Right. But mm. it's crazy how much. Um, Looking back on it helps, though. Or just talking about it and stuff. So that's fun. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. That's is, is it hard for you to talk about that? A little bit. Yeah, just because it was, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, because I'm going through a lot, I guess. You know what I mean? And on paper, like, I'm hella broke, you know, and I'm <laughs> super divorced. And, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, and I have a great relationship with my daughter and, and I get to see her every other week. Right. And she lives right down the road from me. All of that is, all that is fine. It's just the massive amount of, there's been a lot of changes 
life changes, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people dying, which is really annoying. Right. Uh, like that's an, that's a weird thing. I, up until I think probably the past like three years, I've never really lost anybody outside of the job. Hmm. Like nobody else has died outside of the job. And it was completely different because when you, there's always a purpose, you always have a badge, you always have a flag. Like there's an absolute purpose to why that happened. And and that's what you're there for. And, yeah. and, but when it's not, you know, it's, it's just been really weird. Um, and so, yeah. And then looking and then just, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't do it again. I guess that's what kind of scares me about it. Like I couldn't go back to being that person again. I'm, I'm very, I'm very clumsy and silly. And I'd like to think that I'm a little funny, um, every <laughs> once in a while, you know what I mean? But when I was in, I was very, uh, I wasn't any of those things. You know what I mean? I really shut myself down to do what I had to do for so long. And that's why I'm done. Right. Yeah. Cause now from here on out, I'm just gonna, I want to tell dick jokes and, and, and maybe smoke a little weeds. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. We all just want to smoke a little weed. <laughs> it's like, dude, I, part of, uh, part of one of the jobs that I held at the unit was, uh, I had to be the retention NCO. So one of my jobs was I had to try and get people to stay in the military. And I remember just sitting there across from them. And I'm like, Hey man, stay in. You have no idea what you're doing. We need you. You're really <laughs> making a difference. You Jordan, you, you're going to make a difference and next year. Everything's going to be different. And now just looking back at it, and I'm like, that person just wanted a beard and to smoke some weed. And if I would have just <laughs> let, and if I would have just let them out for like six months on their own, and then went back and got them, I would have been far more successful. <laughs> I should have just been like, oh yeah, man, like take a little while off, like enjoy your mom's basement for a few yeah. minutes, and then come back and talk to me, all right? Because they would, he would have come back anyways. Yeah, but. Yeah. No, that's actually a good point. Because yeah. uh, that was my thing when I first joined. I did my three years, and it came quick. Like yeah. before, I knew it. Like at my two and a half mark, they were like, "Oh, you gotta go in the office. They're gonna talk to retention, talk about joining or getting out." And I'm like, "Oh shit!" And it happened so quick that I was like, "I don't. I'm not ready to get out, but I don't really want to stay in." But I was, I was way more scared that okay, well, if I get out, what am I gonna do? Like the whole plan was get at least like an associates while I'm yeah. in get out and go try to be like a higher patrol. That's what I wanted to do. CHP. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, I was like, well, I haven't even got my associates yet. So I, I reenlisted again. And then, but then at that point, so I went, Oh, little fun fact. I went to basic training twice. Oh, cool. Yeah. The first time I went to, I went to uh, Missouri. That's so, that's so stupid, Jordan. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've ever. There's, well, when you there's when, no, there's no logical reason why that oh, needed to happen. When you hear that, you're like, "How the fuck does that even happen?" But when I explain, it, you're like, "Okay." So when I first joined, I joined as a cook, okay. right? Yeah. Active duty. I went in, and I went to Fort Lee, uh, Missouri. Was it, no, yep. Fort Lee. No, not Fort Lee. Fort. I don't know. It's somewhere in Missouri. I can't remember the fucking name of it. So I go to basic training there. Uh, do my three years, whatever. And I was like, oh, like, I really thought the military was going to be more like, you know, combat stuff. And they're like, and I, like I said, I knew nothing about the military. Yeah. So they were like, oh, it sounds like you want to do something like infantry. And I was like, fuck it. And I was like, I'll do that. So then I, I, I re-enlisted, I reclassed, <laughs> I reclassed so and I was like, sent you to the, the AAT part of basic training. No, no, no. So, okay. So for a little, also side note. So for, so any other MOS you do what, like, uh, how, how many months is it for basic training? 
before you go to AIT? It's 11 weeks before okay, so basic you, training. So you, so you do 11 weeks of basic training, mm -hmm. then you graduate basic training, then from there, depending what your MOS is, you go to a different military base and you learn specifically your job. You your job. That's yeah. normally what jo what people in the military do. What I did when I went to infantry is we have, we have OSET, which is, I can't remember the, the, the name, like what it stands for, but it's pretty much um, like we do basic training and our drill sergeants um, that are basic in basic training with us. Yeah. After we graduate, we don't technically graduate basic training. We just get out of that phase. Yeah. Then we go into because we have red, white, blue, and then we have black and gold phase. Black and gold phase is technically our AIT, but yeah. we stay there. We don't go nowhere. AIT is the same drill sergeants as the ones that were before. Yeah. So that's a little bit harder to break up because they can't find like a middle point to get us in. So I get so we get to um, Fort Benning, Georgia. Yeah. And there's like five or six of us, and. Uh, and I'm and we're all reclassing infantry. Yeah. So we go up and then they're like, okay, like we can't really find a class. Like this one's about to graduate. This one's um, oh, in no, the middle. This man. one. And so like the main thing was they needed us to get our qualifications. So they were trying to get us in before those qualifications started. So they were like, oh, okay, we found one. So we get there. We go up to. We meet the first sergeant. We meet um, the company commander. We yep. meet and they're all and they're all talking to us cool because we're prior service. Yeah, exactly. We're not right. you know basic training. So they're like, all right guys, like this is what's gonna happen. And as they're talking to us, one of my the, the guys that I ended up becoming friends with, my buddy, he's looking at the calendar, the training calendar. Then the, the drill sergeants, they all leave the room. They're like, we're going to be right back. And uh, they leave, and my buddy's like, bro. He's like, they're on week one. I was like, week one of what phase? And they're like, week one of like like week one of basic training. No, dude. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? They're, he's like, we are starting over from no, the very no, beginning. Dude, dude, don't say that. I was like, are you serious? So we're all freaking out. Like two of two of the guys are already like fucked. I'm not doing this shit. No fucking way. I'm going to basic. Yeah. So I, and I'm like, I don't know what to think. I'm like, I think I'm just doing this. Like it's happening, no matter whether I like it or not. So the guys come back and they explain to us the same thing. They're like, they just went through. They just uh, phased out of like red phase or some shit. Like they're they're in the beginning. Um, they're like, you guys are gonna just gonna jump in with them. But the cool thing though is second time around basic training. They didn't have they didn't have to shave my head. Yeah. On the weekends we got passes. They yeah. weren't over. They weren't twenty four hours. They were just like Friday. We could leave after two. We had to do training, and after two, dude, that's solid. We got yeah. to leave. Nice. Um, and then Saturday morning at like seven in the morning, all the way to like nine at night, we could stay out, dude. So it was it was it was a different experience. It was weird, and and obviously and and we're still sleeping in the bays exactly. with all these other fucking privates. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we have our phones. So we're, dude, imagine if you went to basic training and there was one kid that had like, he went, he did everything with you, but he got to go out yeah. on the weekends. He got to have his phone. He could text his girl. He could jerk off whatever he wanted. Yeah, like that's, that's what I was. Dude, and and every, fun. every platoon got one. There was like five of us. So like, <laughs> I, I, I was in, I was in first platoon. My buddy was in second. There was one in third and there was two guys in fourth. And so like, and we, and, and every, it was fun. Cause every weekend we, cause it, when we're training, we're training with each platoon, so we can't really hang out with each other. So come the weekends, we all gather up and we're like, yeah. "Bro, like these guys are fucking retarded." Like, they're dude. And then because we've been in the military, all these privates are like, "So like, do you guys have drill sergeants when you go to your unit?" And I'm like, "Bro, I'm like, none of this is real. <laughs> like everything you're going through right now, when you get there, it's like a normal job. Like, I mean, like, it's not nine to five, but you wake up, you go to work, and then you do stuff, and then yeah. you're off work, and then." When you're off, you could smoke cigarettes, you could drink beer, like because yeah, they were just so brainwashed. Oh they were God, like, dude. "Can am I ever gonna be be able to drink again? Can I drink in the barracks?" I'm like, "Bro, you can do whatever you want. Just don't get caught." Like, I remember one time, I remember one time, this fucking guy was sitting there, and he was like, "He's like, 
I hope like I hope it's like this when we get back to our units too. Like I wanna I want a unit to where they're the strictest. Oh and yeah. Like, and like where we do everything like this and everything else. And the whole time, all of us just sitting there looking at him like, how were you raised? Do you need that? <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like Captain your daddy America didn't hit you enough. Like what the fuck, man? Like chill out, dude. Like let's let's go to Denny's. Yeah. Like, dude. Like you know what? I will say this though. I served in the United States military during the prime time. I really did, and I, I'll stand by that because Chili's and Applebee's were fire, dude. And they were on every <laughs> base, man, and in every airport. Like now they now they both suck. You can't dude, eat I, them anymore. I was always I was always super like embarrassed <laughs> to ask for like a military discount, and like I hated oh, going yeah. like. Is it is it Veterans Day when everything's free? Like, yeah. okay, I hate doing that yeah. because everyone's gonna be there, yeah, and it's terrible. And it's terrible. You're gonna get the worst food. It's gonna be the shitty food. It's gonna be like, oh, it's another like veteran. Give them the smaller steak, yeah, like exactly. the fucking dried out one. <laughs> like it was always like the cheap shit. It was yeah. terrible. Save that good stuff for the football players. <laughs> And the and the paramedics, <laughs> fuck that, <laughs> fucking ambulance and cops and shit. I was actually just talking to uh, one of my buddies that, that was a firefighter. And he was I don't know if you've seen this recently, but there was like uh, the the New York Fire Department, the NYPD had like a hockey game. Oh, cool! It's like a one year, once a year thing they do, and it's yeah. like a big thing. And like actual firefighters, actual police, like they yeah, yeah, play fun. hockey. But this season. Or this game that they had, all they did was fight the whole time. There was like eight fights or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we yeah. were talking about that, and I was saying because uh, I remember when I I went to college just like you did for a couple years before yeah. I joined. Yeah. Before I realized I was too stupid to do anything else. <laughs> I seriously, that's why I joined. I went to college, and I was like, uh, this isn't for me. And then no. I was like, if I get out, like all and all I knew was either college or McDonald's. Yeah. That's all I knew. So I was like, man, what am I gonna do? So I was like, I could I'll join the military. That day I, I failed the test. I was like, yep, this is it. And I went to the fucking recruiter's office. That day, I had my my date when I was going to go take the ASVAB. I had my date when I was going to get shipped out. Like, I had everything set up, like, yeah. that day. Yeah. But so, just for any of Jordan's listeners and followers, like, you've obviously seen all of his work. And, and you're not stupid at all. And anybody that oh, thinks thanks. you are, <laughs> go go take the ASVAB. Like, 90% of y'all can't pass. I less passed than, on my first try. Less and one percent so of everybody can even serve in the military. So, so, so there. I, I just don't want our shit like getting snipped or something. You know what I mean? And being like, these guys are like, wish we would have gone to college. No, I don't. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm proud every day the fact that I got to drag race Humvees and and break them in the sand. You know. Yeah. But but what it is is that there's no college in the world that can tell you. Your ears aren't clean enough. You can't join our college. They can at MEPS, and they can for you to get in the military. Yeah. They can send you home because your ears are too dirty. They can send you home and say you can't play because you weigh too much. They can send you home and say you can't play because you weigh too less. They can send you home because you're too stupid. They can send you home because you're too smart and say that you cheated. They literally have a checklist of where you have to be one of the most optimal human beings in order to serve in the military. And one of those biggest things is not having a criminal record now. And so yeah. one, one of the things, man, that I'm that I'm venting about now at this point is that there's, there's these guys and stuff that keep getting all over these podcasts and everything else and saying, like, for your 20s, you know? Your 20s, dude, don't worry about it, dog. Don't even worry about your 20s. Fuck them. No, no. 18 through as long as you possibly can we have to have you serving you have to serve we're done 
I can't do it anymore. Somebody has to step up and do that. I and don't want to do it and anymore. It, I don't want to. Do, I could absolutely, and that's that's damn right because I could, and I could run every one of you weaklings into the ground any day of the week, but I don't want to. And and the damaging culture of like, oh, we'll just you know don't do it or whatever else. If if you go to college and you hate every single day in that classroom, and you look around at yourself and you go, I'd rather be in a field somewhere. Don't go and do stuff for yourself. Go do it for your country. Go do it in, for your community. Go do it for the old person down the road. Go find a farm for a hay, for somebody doing hay this summer and go help them cut some hay and, and, and buck some hay and get some calluses on your hands and learn what it's like to be a man. But don't you dare sit at home and waste your 20s because some rich guy on a podcast told you to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the world would be so terrible if everybody listened to half of what anybody's saying now. Like the service to other people and our service to our communities is like, the entire reason why we're here and and there's no other reason to live like you have to be here for other people yeah like see i see i'm i'm a terrible person because i think like <laughs> certain situations will work themselves out so i'm not one to like we need you to join because i'm like there's people out there i don't i feel like there's <laughs> i feel like there's more than enough people out there that already want to join themselves oh, okay. I, I feel like we're wasting our time on the little bit of people that are like, you need to join. Because it's like, the people that we are telling, it's like, they would never join. Let alone, like you said, the huge no. checklist. They couldn't get through it. Bro. So it's like, it's fine that the people that aren't joining because they don't want to, or because they're they're physically unfit, or because, you know, if a drill sergeant got in my face, I'd smack the shit out of them. Those guys, yeah. we don't want them in anyway. So that's totally fine. Yeah, that's true. So, and like I said, like, I think we're just wasting our time, like, just saying that. Like, I think the people that are going in, the people that are in are the people that we want in because they're the people that want to be in. And it could be one That's of true. two ways. Like, I've always said this. If you're not in the military, you don't know this because everyone just assumes that everyone that joins the military is fucking Captain America and everyone <laughs> wants to make this country a better place. When really, if you if you go on a military base, if you go anywhere, if you go to a military town and you run into anyone in the military, you ask them why they joined and they're honest with you, yeah. it's either college, yep. they were in trouble back at home, or they had nothing better to do. Yeah. Like, that's it. And, and then every now and then you'll get that one, like, special ed kid that'll be like, I want to serve my country. Like, shit like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, like oh shut God, the fuck up, man. dude. Like, you're not going to make a difference. Oh like, God. what do you mean? Like, what? Dude, we would have fought every day of basic training. Every day of basic training, me and Jordan would have fought. He would have heard me say that to him the first day. And just, I'm like, why'd you join him? Like, I want to serve my country. And he'd be like, fag. And I'm yeah, like, all right. loser. All right, buddy. Well, you're done. Every day, <laughs> fight on sight. Guess what? I am Captain America, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, if you go around, you majority, then people are going to be like, dude, I had nothing I had on. nothing else, dude. They're like, oh, I, I need college to get paid for? Bro, and that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, like, I'm not demanding. That's how I meant it. I'm sorry. If no, I'm, I'm in a weird <laughs> mood, right? And I come off a little You're having fun. Like You're having fun. Sometimes. Like, You're not used to it. But, like, but what all I'm saying, though, is that when you're young, like, don't think, like, I'm too young to accomplish anything great. Go and do the super hard things yeah. in life. Go and do things that, to where your physicality and your young strength and your young ability to just go okay yeah i'll go do that for your boss you know yeah. like you have to have that because it's not just some guy that they only did that you know what i mean like i'm a i've worked my way up through every rank that there was my first job i worked at a small gym and i did nothing but clean and i was a janitor 
The next job after that, my promotion was I went and changed oil in a shop in a small town. One day I changed 50 car oils in a bay. I just sat in a bay all day long and changed oil on 50 cars that came through there. The promotion from that was to work to the tire side on the other side. <laughs> and then I went and did tires for the next two years. All the time I was volunteering for the sheriff's office and for the fire department and, and I was going to college. And then I worked my way up to being in the military. I'm just saying like there, there are things that your community needs you to do. And, and so if you listen to anybody and you think like, well, he just said like, screw my twenties. So I'm just going to stay with mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just saying like, you have to go build a house, you know, go do, go do a job and get a construction job and see if that's for you. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and, and now thinking, yeah. now that I'm, you know, 29, going to be 30 soon, like thinking back, like oh, maybe if I really thought about it, maybe I, I didn't have to join the military to like change my life crazy. I could have done something else, you yeah. know? And I just wish I would have thought about that. But like, once again, uh, it's something that in the moment I was like, I have to do this. I, for some reason, I feel like I have to do this. Um, otherwise, I'm just going to be a loser. So here at home. So then I just joined yeah. in. Like I said, I just don't I don't reg I don't regret it. Yeah. And you shouldn't. It was a fun time. Yeah. Met great people. And you shouldn't. And I, mean, I like to feel a part of like I feel like I'm part of a club or something. You are. And it only feels it only feels unimportant or unmagnificent because you're around so many other people that did it. We live in a military town. We've always been around military people and everything else, but like, and it would have been the same thing if you would have gotten out and you would have joined CHP. But like, if you're in a room full of you and, and when this blows up and you make it big, right. And you're in that room full of you and 700 other podcast people, you're going to be one of the three veterans in the room. Yeah, yeah. There's always that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you're the, when we go to other places, the the idea of what we did looks a lot bigger. You know what I mean? Like it, it really does. It, it starts to look a lot cooler once you get out and start to see it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've, and I've always I've also always been one of those people that when I got out, I um I wasn't uh I wasn't really big into just letting people know that, hey, I was in the oh, military. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh. I don't know, uh, and I've met people like that where, like, as soon as you meet them, you know right away. Like, either they tell you or they somehow sneak in a story or something. Like, you know. And uh, I've and but I don't know if that's like a good thing or a bad thing because and it's not that I'm ashamed to say that I was in the military. I just don't like. I don't like like telling people that and then them being like, so like, what do you want me to do for you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Why are you telling me? Right. Like, do you want me to say like, thank you for your service? Like, what's the point? So like. I always get that, and I and I maybe I I'm just like two in my head, but I start thinking that, and I'm like I don't I don't know if maybe people are gonna think that about me. Maybe they're, they're gonna think that they have to, you know. It's and I but like that's but, not but that's not it though, man. Like I I don't, yeah. I don't know. I look at that totally differently. You you that's why I'm asking you. you. I know need, you take it a different way. If you if you showed up, you know, to to the house in a hua shirt or an I served hat or something, I'll, I'll knock you on your ass. You know oh, what see, I mean? Okay, but so like, there's a limit. But for like, you. dog, there's a huge li dude. There's a huge limit, right? But think about it like this, okay? Um, are you and your are you and your girlfriend? Are you girlfriend or wife? Girlfriend. Are you girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. So, outside perspective, looking in, right? You're you're just another person, and you're looking at yourself, and you show up to the hospital, and you're polite clean cut and a nice guy and everything else and you you start talking to the nurse or whatever else and you portray yourself in a professional manner it's coming off that you're a professional it taught you something it gave you a, it made you a, a part of like who you are oh yeah right? it did yeah. and so people can tell that and if you ever needed something to go back on you can say 
yes, I'm Jordan. Yes, I'm 29 years old, and this is my first kid and everything else. But I also served in the military, and I learned a lot of life experience, if nothing else. If nothing else. How to live in a bay full of basic training kids after already having – like, that's insane, man. Just yeah. let alone who you lived with. And then just the experience you had getting on those planes. I mean, flying in the military by itself, right? What, you just land in an airport and you just look around and you go, I don't know where to go. And you just, (laughs) and somehow you just figure it out and you just follow people with other bags. But um, definitely a limit, right? I, I think that the, for me, if you have a cool hat that like means something to you, Right, that's probably all right, right? But if you wear an I served hat, you're a douche. If you wear an I served t shirt, <laughs> you're a douche. License plates or anything. Oh, license, license, license plates, plate. good to go. License like plate, a license yeah. plates, I I I'm not driving the speed limit no. ever again in my life. Yeah. Like I'm so down for them, dude. Like Dude, you know what I just saw there? I live on YPG, right? <laughs> yeah. I saw this. Someone has their Instagram name no. on their truck yeah and their instagram name is staff sergeant underscore rawlings yeah i'm gonna fuck his put his name out there because obviously he wants people to fucking follow him <laughs> but bro i saw that i was like that's a whole new level like and, and not only that is but like a recruiter <laughs> i don't know i don't know what he does on there but i know he lives there in this motherfucker i was like wow <laughs> but i was like yeah so that's that's that was a terrible sign but uh, is it cool if we take a break? Yeah, I'd love to. Let's actually. take a break. Yeah, my yeah. face is tired. Hell yeah! All right, man. Let's Fucking take a break. all the smiling is hard. I know you're having fun for once. <laughs> yeah. Let loose. All right, we'll take a break and we'll be back. All right. But I want to thank a sponsor of the Sob on the Pod, and that sponsor is Liquid IV. That is right, everybody. Liquid IV. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. With three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. What makes Liquid IV so effective? The science of cellular transport technology, CTT, which is designed to enhance rapid absorption of water and other key ingredients into the bloodstream. Remember, guys, one stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. Guys, once again, thank you, Liquid IV, for sponsoring another episode, another hectic episode of Slob on the Pod. Thank you so much, Liquid IV. Thank you for... You guys are awesome, man. You guys send me these water bottles. You guys send me... Constantly sending me sticks. Um, I forgot them at home, so it's my apologies. I usually have them set up out here. No, honestly, guys, I, I, I use uh, Liquid IV pretty much every day. Uh, in the morning when I wake up, if I'm not feeling 100%, I put either a hydration packet or I use their energy booster, which I love, by the way. Um, and then also around lunchtime. Um, and then also I work outdoors. I do landscaping and stuff, so I'm out in the sun a lot. So uh, definitely Liquid Hyd- um Liquid hydration. Liquid IV is definitely um, perfect for uh, my everyday use. And you too can enjoy the benefits of Liquid IV if you go to liquidiv.com. The gracious people at Liquid IV have given me the authority to give you guys code, which is SLOB. That's right. Go to liquidiv.com. Use promo code SLOB, S-L-O-B, for 20% off and that's once again that's 25 20% 20% off anything you order when you use promo code slob s l o b at liquidiv.com experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com promo code slob thank you liquidiv thank you everybody please um 
go to liquidiv.com, use my code, help yourself, get hydrated, go out there, live a better life, live a liquid IV life, L-I-V, live, let's go. Let's get this episode started. Here we go. All right, we're back. How you feeling, Matt? Very good. How you doing? Thanks, good, thanks good. again. Thanks for having no, me. No, man. This I've, is super fun. No, this is awesome. I'm glad yeah. you. I'm glad you could make it out. Um, like I said, you've always been just an interesting person to me. Thank and uh, I've not, like I said, I've heard a few things about you. I mean, from things you've told me. So I was very interested. And th- honestly, that's why I like the podcast because because of it, I get to meet cool people like you. Yeah. And. I think uh, this kind of makes it less weird that I, instead of just being like, hey, let's hang out, it, it's more of like, hey, I have a podcast, would you like to be on? This is kind of like my scapegoat to get you on without being like a weirdo. Dude, like, that's, let's go, let's have a mandate. Yeah, that's a, so- <laughs> oh man, absolutely. Because this is a real thing, right? The what? older you get, you gotta, you gotta do the mandates. Like, yeah. you know, you know that I'm gonna end this like with a super mandate invite. Like that's it's coming, man. Like I, you think I've been out here like nervous about this? I've been nervous about asking you out after this whole thing. I'm like, how do I manipulate him enough to get out to the house? Like the hard part is. Now you told it, me some stories out there, so I'm, I'm yeah. gonna have to go visit. <laughs> you gotta come visit. I mean, like, sounds sorry. fun. Yeah. Um. No, obviously, like I said in the beginning, I mentioned that we met through doing open mics and stuff um but i want to ask you how, how'd you get into comedy oh, dude. i think i'm always fascinated with the, either the reason why or even if it's just like a simple it was a bet or something it, but. it's not really though it's actually kind of complicated I, I don't really have anything simple you know what i mean i don't think i I, okay. I don't know that i really have like a i did this just because it was you know i i grew up in foster care okay. and i moved around a lot and then one of the places that i had gone the lady had said like holy shit like you're solidly funny you know what i mean she was like you're out you're actually pretty funny and she's like, it's pretty good all things considered and i'm like well thanks lady i think you know <laughs> and um it was actually really cool jordan because i i don't remember how old i was it's very hard looking back to kind of pinpoint the ages and stuff but anyways i was oh, very, i feel that yeah yeah, yeah i was, I I was you know <laughs> trauma um anyways <laughs> um we'll talk about that probably next time right all right long story short she said i was funny the local community college that i wound up going to later on actually um they had a intro to comedy 101 class and at the rightful age of 10 or 11, whatever I was, I went into that class and I sat there with a bunch of people like us, right? That's Probably, cool. right? I don't remember because I was <laughs> I was just kind of like floating through, you know, at that point. And um, they really taught us some of the, they taught us some of the basics and everything else. And it was a great way to practice and interact with people and everything else. And then for the end of the class, we actually got to go to perform in the downtown club and uh, the downtown stand-up club in Eugene right oh and, shit and, and so that was my very first time actually performing in a stand-up club um and then from there uh from there i thought that that's what what it was going to be right i really did i thought that it was going to be comedy from there on out in fact there for a little while they were talking about me possibly getting on some of the some of those like talk shows or whatever else you know oh shit. and, and them trying to set that up and then things went very weird right as they can in that kind of um environment and then it kind of kept getting more strange until i really landed with my parents and then after that um that's when the like just the public service bug i guess kind of kind of bit me from there on out and so the funny the funny went away (laughs) and um that's how i got into it and now i'm back into it because uh 
right before my dad died, one of the things he told me is he's like, don't ever change. And then like a couple of days later, crying in my bathtub, God t- said to me, he was like, put down your guns and tell jokes, which is really terrible because I'm not even funny. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm a great shot. So yeah. like, uh, I don't really know where to go from that. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, <laughs> that's how I'm back into it. Damn, that's yep. cool. That's yeah. I, that's awesome that you went to a college where they had a class. Like I know they do like colleges do like uh, like dance or like performing arts, yeah, but like dude. a specific like stand up like comedy. Yeah. That's awesome. Like a class it's, for that. It's so cool because it's on my transcripts. Is on like like you know comedy. I, like I'm a total nerd about it. I don't know why I'm like I have college transcripts to say I'm I learned <laughs> about comedy. What do they teach you in in, in oh, cl- dude, I didn't knock that too far forward, did I? I oh, I thought that. that was glass. I was like. Well, do you trust me next to that? Oh, that like <laughs> no, <thing>. man. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, you're good. Um, what, like, what kind of stuff were they teaching you though? Like in class, like, was it like the history? Was it like how to present a joke? How to write a joke? Like, what? yeah. So, so how to? There are four things that I remember from the whole class that that, re, that I remember like to this day when I perform. I try to do my best to move the mic stand out of my way because I remember that that was something that they had said. In the class, when you start first doing comedy, one of the ways that you can always tell somebody that's never done it or hasn't done it a lot is because they leave the mic stand in front of them and it blocks you from the crowd. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things is is taking that time to set yourself up on the stage. Then the other thing, the other part about that too, excuse me real quick. uh, I know I'm getting a little dry throat, scratchy throat too. We live in the desert. It's a little hot, you know. Yeah. We, we were exercising outside so, <laughs> in between takes, you know, trying to get that pump on. Anyways, um, I remember that. I remember don't be a dick to like other comics, right? Mm-hmm. That was something else. Like, put the mic stand back. If you see the next comic uh, is coming up after you is super short, like put that shit down for him. You oh know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Loose. Don't don't tighten the thing. Don't over tighten the thing to where somebody just has to be awkward and like drag it with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, circling back. Okay, so that was one of the things is to sometime during your set, you need to identify a joke that you know is going to do the best. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you can have two or three, and then you can depend it off on an audience. That's usually what I like to do. And then towards the end of my set, I go, Well, you guys listen better than Fred, or you guys listen better than Frank. And Frank is my joke about how. I talk shit about my therapist because he's worthless. Oh, right? so you do a call so I, so I do a whole joke. I do a whole bit about my therapist being Frank and me talking shit on him. And before I end my set, I try to circle back to that joke that got the best laugh. It refreshes your gotcha. set in people's yeah. brains. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was something that they taught. That's, that's a very classic comedy thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I do remember... I do remember them like specifically like going over some stuff about like hecklers and stuff like that a little bit, um, but that's really it. Wh- which that's incredible, right, man? I've been blessed to have learned and been taught some of the coolest things in some of the coolest places, right? Mm. And the most knowledge I've ever retained was a comedy one-on-one class <laughs> back when I was ten years old, man. It's probably because uh, it was interesting to you. <clears throat> I loved it. I love it all. It's it, it's great. Um. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, speaking of hecklers, you had <laughs> yeah. your little fair share of heckling. Mm. Uh, the VFW, remember? I did. Dude, you got that was the first time. That was actually, I think maybe only like the second or third time I ever met you though. So that's that that kind of scared me. I was like, whoa, this guy's crazy. Well, it's so that funny because good. it's it's um when you first I'm just starting out right, and I'm just getting into this, but I feel like 
I, I have a really good grasp of where I'm going to go next and how I'm going to get to where I want to go. But for right now, that's starting in the small town. And so, like, yeah, we're all here, but it is just a small town. I know who that guy is. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know, like, you're you going to act different because we in here? Yeah. <laughs> like, you wouldn't say that to me yesterday. Shut yeah, up. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was just a little bit of a different situation when it comes to that. I think the easiest or um, – yeah, I don't know. I I hope that we continue to have the great crowds we've had. But oh sure. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and I mean, I think a heckler isn't really always a bad thing. It's no. it's it's good practice too. Because yeah. um, I know we've had. There's been a few guys that get kind of like really upset. Like after they get off, they'll come up to me and be like, "Man, like that guy was like really fucking up my set." And I'm like, honestly, man, like that was kind of cool because it's not always gonna be perfect. Like you're gonna have yeah. those moments. And what better place to practice those than like our local brewers or our local crazy earls you know yeah so uh hey can i can i say real quick are, do we have to stay on track when it comes to podcasts like are we allowed to ask the podcaster questions it's something i've always like how oh, why yeah. are you so cool man like you're cool as ice no you know what's so funny is you're yeah. the second you're my second like guest i've had that asked me that like yeah of course you guys can ask me questions <laughs> actually i prefer like so like i've i i Recently, I've had a few friends are, are starting their own podcast, and I'm very excited because I, I hope they want me to have that. Like, I hope they want me on their podcast. Yeah, for so sure. So I can be on a podcast where I can relax and just get Dude, there, and fun. someone could just ask me questions. So, yeah. yeah, if you have questions, go for it. Yeah, but, like, why why are you so cool? Like, how are you? Like, you you have a really cool stage presence. Like, you're interviewing this one of the best. I've had news reporters do a worse job than Aww. you're doing right now, man. Like, well, I mean, this is I mean, fun to me, and yeah. also, I mean— uh, this and like stand up, I think is a little different. The only thing that the podcast has helped me with with stand up is help me come up with bits. Okay. Sometimes stories I tell like on the podcast, I'm like, oh, that could be a bit or something, or like something I say, like anything. It's it really helped me with that. But um, as far as like, uh, I don't know, like my presence on stage, I don't know, man. Uh, like, I don't know how to put it. Like a lot of people have told me that. Like I have good stage presence. Like you do. I've I've had people tell I've had someone tell me like you have great stage presence but you're not funny or like <laughs> you're not interesting and I'm like okay cool. So I guess Fair that's enough. a thing. But I, I just I don't know, man. I when I get up there, I just like to feel I I I get very nervous and anxious before. Yeah. But then something right before I get on tells me like you shouldn't be this nervous. You shouldn't be this anxious because this is something that's supposed to be fun for you. If Dude, it's really if it's cool. stressing you out then maybe you shouldn't do it. And then I tell myself, well, no, this is what I want to do. So then I just have to tell my brain, like, yo, chill. Like, this is fun. Remember, like, you don't get this nervous if, you know, you're going to go hang out with the boys. You don't get this nervous if you're going to go, you know, um, get crab drinks or something. Like, just think of this as just, like, another part of your day where you get to go up there and be funny and make yeah. these people laugh. And so once I got that, then I – and then I, as soon as I get on stage, as soon as I grab the mic and the first word that comes out of my mouth, everything just changes, and I'm like, I'm up here. I'm doing this. That's awesome. So whatever happens, happens. So Same. I don't know. And then I've also a thing that I really um, have always told myself is like doing stand up. I understand that people that do stand up have um, have like per like uh, what, like characters they do. Right. Yeah. Some people are legit just that character. They're not the same person they are off you know stage. Mm. I've always wanted to be who I, who you see on stage, who you see in the podcast is who yeah. if you ever run into me in person. You're going to be like, oh, that's that he is that person. Absolutely. And and it has and no disrespect to anyone that doesn't act, acts like someone else, put puts on a, a face. That's all cool because I've seen people do it. And, and I think people are hilarious that do it. 
So I have no nothing against it. I just don't like that for myself. I want people to be. I want to be approachable in public. Yeah. I want people to be like. Oh, I've always wanted to be that person that like. Uh, I want to hang out with that guy, or like you hang out with me one time. And you're like, hey, like we really got to hang out again. Like I want to be that person. So I think I've told myself like to be that person to other people. Just be that way all the time. Yep. So and now that I've gone into these new ventures with the podcast and doing stand up, I have a different like platform, different you know way of presenting myself in public. That I'm like, okay, I want people to think I am this person and then meet me and be like, he is that person. Yep. So that's just how, that's just what that's I do. Awesome, man. I, and, and, so and cool. I guess when it comes down to it, I could have just been short and been like, I just like no, to keep it real. No, but but that was that's, yeah, yeah, that's my explanation. But yeah. thank you, man. That's a that's great cool. question. No, uh, cool. no, I I back to the question thing too. I prefer if you ask questions. Be- whatever. <laughs> but yeah, because I remember that first night, you know, when uh, when Elizabeth and I got there at Brewers, you know, you had. Even then, the small crowd that we had, the small group of, of local comedians of us have, like, banded together, right? You had the loudest cheer. Like, people were, like, rooting you on, man. And, like, <laughs> you got up there, like, you did your thing. And, like, you sat down and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Anyways, I thought that was super interesting. So, oh, man. Thank yeah, that's you. that's cool. I appreciate that for yeah. pointing that out. Um, but, yeah. like, And then also another thing, too, is just uh, it really helps that we have these, like, brewers and, like, smaller rooms because I like to get there and I like to – make the room known about me already so by the time i get up there on stage yeah it's not like i'm performing to like so like and and the cool thing about brewers is when you get there you come uh, um enough times to they see they they know they know matt they know the cowboy hat so they see you so by the time you get up there all the comics know who you are these other people some of them have been going there the, the people that work there know who you are so by the time you get up there you should just feel comfortable that's your stage those are your people and if they're not your people they're about to find out who you are because they're going to find out what the buzz is, why everyone else is like, oh, I know Matt, or like why all the comics are like, oh, I can't fucking wait till Matt goes up there. Like That's you're you're crazy, at that point man. now. So you should have that mindset that when you get up there, you're like, these are my people. Like why? Like these are the people that know what I'm about and like they, they understand like I'm trying stuff or I'm not whatever or I'm working on whatever. Like yeah. they know that. And so they're going to take you as it is. And so that, you don't, oh. I don't know. And actually, actually, that brings me a question I have for you. Do you ever, because you don't really show it much, but do you ever get anxious or, or, um, or like nervous before a set or like, bro, it, it's the weirdest thing, man. Like, I right. <clears throat> here, like, I have been in a room of soldiers, right? Of, of people that are the, of the highest of caliber and been able to lead and yell and perform and talk and, and all these things after all these years and everything. But it has been about the longest time in human history that I've like gotten up ever and been like, Oh, this is me. Like, this is something I'm going to say. Right. Yeah. And so I'm crazy nervous, man. Really? Like, I'm so nervous. Yeah. Like I've been, uh, I've really, really been trying to get over it because it's really getting in the way, but I know what it is. And what I'm currently doing at this time right is i'm trying to like i i was working through those random jokes that i was writing the the, i write i can write a lot of jokes usually on an average day i can write about 12 i write in on my phone or some notebook paper somewhere 12 to 14 jokes a day right i don't know if they're good or not but i write them and then sometimes i try them out and so from those i was trying to build sets so from the next times you guys see me my goal is is to get up there and from start to finish be able to keep everything on track that set that i did at uh earl's that last set that i did at earl's 
at least 87 words were missing from the set total mm-hmm. that I just that were ties together to match the story they were tying the whole thing together that way i was telling the story with a cadence i was singing it like a song instead of just saying oh here's some jokes guys there was nothing and that's where i had lost it and that's because i haven't memorized it and and shame on me because i'm i'm not getting paid for this i need to try a lot harder that day i had just gotten fired from my job so like that's no big deal you know what i mean like uh, you should just roll with life you know yeah. get up there and tell your jokes <laughs> you better do it right and then and i'm like i'm so cynical to myself and i'm gonna stop no no but <laughs> i mean this I'm actually goes stop. back to what we were saying remember uh that because you said that was the time you know you got fired but then you had to do open mic that night but you could have easily just been like man i'm already having a shitty day like i don't need to go do stand-up i'm not feeling funny yep. but the fact that you said fuck that i'm still gonna go up that what were you saying something about that that's uh it, it shows it proves to yourself that dude it's it's like what we were saying earlier if if we did if we let something bad stop us to, from doing what we wanted to do we would never do it like you're never ever gonna accomplish what you want to do you're never we're never gonna be able to do anything outside of just what go to work and come home and drink yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. like is that how we want to keep is that how we can want to continue to do it as men or do we want to take a risk and and try to find something that that maybe we can help people with you know what i mean but if you don't do it because you're having a bad day or because something bad happens you invite whatever that bad thing was you just told the entire universe like attack him with this yeah like this is exactly it dude it I don't know why why I'm trying to sound so philosophical about it. I don't mean to. Hopefully, we can edit that, that out. And we can just use <laughs> this part instead. Do you remember when you were around the kid and they were like, please don't make fun of my tiny nose. It makes me so uncomfortable. Like, bitch, all I'm going to talk about is your tiny nose. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to torture you for every day for the rest. Why would you tell me, man? Yeah, why I didn't would you notice. ever open your <laughs> mouth? And I feel the exact same way about saying negative shit out in the universe or saying that I can't do something or or letting something stop me right yeah. if, if there's something I want to do then I, I think that we should just go do it oh, yeah. What what's your goal with uh, comedy all the way to the freaking top really hell yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that I, I'm, so right now the the things are you know is these open mics and everything are great because you get to perform on all these different sets and you get to go around to all these different people and, and really have a great set good to go and bro it, there's so many options dude there's so many options that we could do man i mean like we could be comedians on a cruise ship somewhere you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah there is so many yeah do, you know and yeah. and so i i i will do nothing from this day forward but radio comedy and tv i mean that's it's just been such a such a dream and a, like it literally makes me so excited to think about it and no and, that's awesome and, dude. And, and you know what's great man and it's but you, well you'd asked me earlier about being nervous and stuff again though like it's super cool to be nervous to care enough again to be nervous about something yeah right to be like oh my god i care about this so much that i'm worried if it's a room full of strangers is gonna worry about it you know like yeah that's solid you know that's something i want to do yeah that's something too i never understood when people were always like uh you know like you're nervous like that's good that shows that you there's something that's like really matters to you and i i never understood that because then i was like that but that doesn't make sense like (laughs) 
Like if I'm like if I'm so nervous, like it matters to me. Like if I liked it so much, why am I nervous? Why is this <laughs> affecting me in a negative way? Yeah. Like this, if this is something I want to do so bad, shouldn't I be excited? Shouldn't like and and sometimes and sometimes I have to uh, think: Am I anxious or am I am I, am I nervous? Or my anxious that I want to hurry up and get on stage and say like whenever we go oh, yeah. and I'm just waiting for them to call my name <laughs> like I don't I don't know if I'm nervous or it's just that the the anxiousness is building up in me where I'm like I just want to hurt like I know what I want to say yeah. I think it's gonna be good I think this part's gonna be funny I just want I, I just want them to call my name ready so then that on top of like oh but then what if the what if it's not funny what if they don't laugh at the point they're supposed to what if uh, <laughs> what if I bomb so like all that so then like I'm fighting myself back and forth between like I want to get up there but I'm like what if I fuck up when I get up there. So then, I I don't know. I I have my own yeah. little battles in my head, but for the most part. And then you're not you're sober, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, so like for me, yep. sometimes like I'll I'll to relax. I'll go and get like a beer. Yeah. Like before the show starts or something. But but I notice though that I don't write my jokes from just a beer guy, and I damn sure don't write my jokes from just a two beer guy mm-hmm. because that's a completely different guy than just a be alive like just be alive and just do this right now so i i noticed that that made a difference for me when i got up on stage trying to do these really light-hearted jokes and stuff and then that one beer was reminding me of all the all the other beers which reminds you of all the other beer things and all that you know yeah, yeah. and it, and it kind of makes you it kind of brings you down a little bit so that's interesting but yeah maybe try it without it next time Oh no! Yeah, I, I've done, I've done, I've done both. I've yeah, done, I, I get there and I just get like sober. I've done ones where I'm just high. I've done ones where yeah. I'm, I've never done like drunk. Uh, at most, I'll have like two beers just to get a nice buzz to yeah. feel like relaxed, or like sometimes just one to it's, take on stage. That's not the right crowd for me to be talking drunk in front of. I would hurt, I would hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it would not go over well. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh yeah. Why the cowboy hat? Is that just your thing? Oh man, nothing wrong great. with it. No, that's great. I love it. Uh, so I worked on for there between those years though. I worked on a ranch in Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, right down the hill from where I worked. Uh, his name, the old rancher's name was Dale. Wound up being like a father figure to me, and just meant the world to me. And uh, his son was actually one of or was the strength and conditioning coach at the college that I went to also so I like I got to see him and it was this full circle like small town thing and he I was working at the tire factory and I slung this tire in the back of the truck and he said you look really strong and I said I am and I said he said you want some work this summer and I said yeah and I took my I took I don't know. I think I did. I had my truck by then, you know, I had my pickup by then and I got to drive my pickup to the, through the hay field and throw a bunch of hay bales. And, and I just, I did it every summer, which then grew into me getting more and more involved in that. And then, um, you know, uh, animals is something that my family and I have always been very passionate about and everything else. I, and then, um, there's just, there's a way of life, you know, there's a whole way of life about it. You know, like I, I am a, I'm a steel horse cowboy and, and so was my father and so was my grandpa and everything else. And, and that's the way we're going to go. And there's a lot of people that don't have it or can't own it anymore. And, uh, you know, but I am and, and where the road takes me, I'm going to go. And, and, and that's just it. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a hard, it, it represents a hard life. It represents a lot of living and, and a lot of things that I care about. And, 
and there's there's a truth behind all of it the, the small town way of life is it's always been the way of life for me always oh there you go yep it's a real thing <laughs> born on a ranch uh you know but we called it and then you know when dad took us in too you know i mean my my parents took us in and we lived in a very small town and that's what we called it you know we called it the ranch and mm-hmm. and we were brought up on taking care of where we lived and and taking pride in how the house looked and ourselves and our family and that's that's what it means hell yeah mm-hmm. Damn, man. Well, you know, we've been going for some time now. Yeah. But like I told you earlier, uh, we're going to have to have you on again. Um, I, I know as soon as I get home, I'm going to think of so many other questions that I had to ask you. Uh, probably questions I didn't go over. You're probably going to come up with some stories that you forgot about. So I, if you don't mind, we have to do this again. You're going to have oh, to come back. I want to switch. I want to I want to I'm going to have a bunch of questions for you. Next well, there you go. Time. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. You can come up with some questions yourself. Yeah. But um, everyone, go check them out. Uh, we'll obviously also follow 928 Comedy. You can see where all the open mics are at. That's true. Um, he'll be there at Brewers. We've seen him at Crazy Earl's. Maybe one of these days we can get you out at a Crest show. Oh, man, I'd love to. I think you should, man. Yeah. I think you should really work on, to. like, a good five, seven yep. minutes. We, or I think they're doing ten now. Oh, I think dude. they're knocking it down to just, like, four people and only one of us is going to go up now that you know and the guy from uh sage and sands wrote me that the other day and he said well if we keep getting more people i'll just knock it down to two minutes and i said nobody wants that no and if I that's said, the case knock us to the next week bro nobody wants to get up on stage for two minutes either <laughs> yeah don't do that maybe knock it to like yeah. put a specific number like only nine performers you know what i'm saying because yeah. that's what happens yeah but um yeah so make sure you guys come out you guys check him out do his thing maybe we, you need to get some clips on instagram too yeah so um so they're coming up they're coming up shortly um and then on my instagram will also have the link to my youtube mm-hmm. because i like i like just to post my full set i really do you know, oh hell yeah it. okay you cool. know what i mean and and nobody has the attention span to watch that on <laughs> i should start uh, posting yeah my full but set so yeah so i try i have the link to my youtube on there it, and it's got some cool skydiving stuff and then i also oh, yeah. try to do a lot of acting uh, around the Halloween time and stuff like that, and um, nice. you know, coming to a coming to a theater to to terrify you soon. Looking forward yeah. to the, looking forward to Halloween now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your Instagram so I could look uh, you up? So it's Matt. Well, that's too hard to say. Argit Singer. So oh, okay. <laughs> so basically, what happens is whenever I get on stage, somebody says my my first name, and then they can never pronounce my last name. So I said. I'm going to use my first name and I'm going to say, well, that's too hard to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, yeah. So check them out. Uh, I'll post the Instagram right yeah. here. Thank you guys for watching another episode. Make sure you like, subscribe, the YouTube and all that bullshit so we could cool get more views and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and try this. This stuff's awesome. Oh, yeah. From try. people that live in the desert. Shout out like. Caldera Lab for the facial. Shout out uh, Liquid IV yes. for the hydration. Uh, all right, man. That's it. Cool. Love Thank you, brother. You. Thanks, man. All right, well. Woo! Dude, that was fun. I hope I know. I want to start.